Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith in Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So this morning, as we are starting and preparing for this series by uh, Peter, and I'm going to, you say his last name. Scazzaro. Mm Scazzaro. Peter Scazzaro in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Uh, We just wanted to talk this morning about the importance of our emotional health, Mm -hmm. the importance of this study, Mm -hmm. and why we're doing this series. Mm -hmm. And so just right off the bat, as we start, I have a question for you and I'd love for you to respond in the comments. If you, for those of you who have joined a small group already, what are you hoping to get out of this series? Just throw up some comments. Let us know what you're hoping to get out of this series. And just an encouragement as Pastor Ashley already said in the announcements, if you haven't signed up, you still can sign up. Mm -hmm. We want to get everybody joined in on this. It's not too late. It's not too late. And, And if everybody's honest, we all need to work on our emotional health. Yeah, yeah. And we need to be able to be strengthened. And we never really arrive. No. I feel like sometimes it's, well, you know, they give that analogy of like um, peeling back of the onion for grief sometimes. I think that's with our emotions too. Or we get something, but then we get hit up in another direction. And then you're like, oh, there's that old, you know, wineskin coming back. There's that old man coming back. And I've got to deal with this all over again. It's true. And I think the moment, that I feel like I've dealt with one thing and I'm like, yes, I feel like all of a sudden the Lord just goes, peels that little onion and goes, and you're like, and it's not a, like, it's not a, I go, ah, but I'm not like, oh man, I'm a horrible person. I immediately go, yes, there's more work. And I think there's going to be more work in me until I'm with Jesus. Right. And, And so we want to encourage everyone. I want to encourage everyone to join a small group. If you've never been a part of a small group and you're like, I just don't know, this is really the time to plug in because yeah. you need to be in a small group to go through this series. I really do feel that way. Yeah. Um, and not only that, Melissa and I are not going to preach the context of the book. Right. We're going to let Peter do that in his sessions. We're going to discuss what he's talking about. Yeah. But we're going to be doing follow-up more than really teaching the message yeah. and, and putting it to our lives. So yeah. if you want to get the most out of it, you really do need to join a small group because mm-hmm. you're going to get the teaching, a lot of it from him. Yeah. And the connection and the personal yeah. stories from other people. And that's how we grow. Oh, fully. We need to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we encourage everybody to join one because it's going to help us on this journey of healing. And here's the other thing. James 5 verse 16 says this. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And see, within a small group, we have a safe place. And this is the other thing that we, we already we talk about and we talk about in small groups. But in a small group, we ask everybody, first off, whatever is said in there is completely confidential. We have to have a safe place to be able to share our heart and yeah. to be able to share where we're struggling. And I always kind of joke and I'm like, if everybody's open and honest, you keep everything confidential because if we're in a, a group together and I share something confidentially with you, the flip side is you're sharing something confidentially with me. Yeah. And so we kind of, we kind of mm-hmm. hold each other's, um, 
I don't want to say dirt. That sounds a bad way, but like we hold each other's stuff. And so we have to hearts, hearts. Really? Yeah, hearts is probably the best way we hold each other's hearts. And so yeah. it's also a great place where we share our struggles and then we receive prayer and strengthening through it. Mm-hmm. It's a community to help each other grow together. We grow mm-hmm. stronger. Yeah. Second Corinthians 12 verse nine, it says, But he said to me, and this is for everybody as we start this series, Mm -hmm. my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This scripture verse for me, every time we go to start a series like this, is Mm -hmm. such a reminder for me because I always feel sometimes like, oh man, Am I going to make it through this series? Mm-hmm. Do I even want to, like, I think sometimes people are not, I don't want to say scared, nervous to join a small group because they're like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. But it's like every time we go to start, God's grace is with us. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like we said, he peels back the onion one yeah. at a time because he doesn't just automatically, okay, I think I need some emotional health. Cut the onion in half. Look at everything you have to deal with. Right. He's such a gracious God that right. he's just going to go, Here's one layer. Let's work on this. Let's not overwhelm you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just, let's just do this. And we cleaned our house yesterday, Mm -hmm. which we do normally. It's not a big event, but it is a big event. It is a big event. (laughs) Every Saturday. (laughs) But I was trying to make it look like it wasn't. Um, Our kids though, this is what they like. They will say every time we go to clean, okay, can we make a list? Because it's easier for us if we have a list and we can just check one and we can just go at it one at a time. And I feel like that's us Mm -hmm. with God. Like, God, I know there's a long list, Mm -hmm. but can we just start on one point? Yeah. And we'll just, when that's done, we can check it off and we have to keep it clean. We have to keep working on it, but we'll go on to the next one. I feel like people, I've heard it explained, like people are afraid to take the lid off the can because it's like this this uh well of emotions that they're afraid would come and make them almost feel undone yeah but i do believe that we have a very gracious and very um god a a loving god that we can trust that we'll let one thing out at a time and and he's not going to allow us to be embarrassed or to come undone or to destroy us but he really does want to bring healing and such you need to trust him and i think this idea like for me that his grace is sufficient for me. I have like, we've gone through this book, we've gone through the series and I'm excited to go through it again Mm -hmm. because I've seen the healing that he's done in me. I've seen the healing he's done in us. And I'm excited because I know, and this is maybe the weird part. When you start to do this with God, I become excited because I know he is about to peel another layer of that onion. Mm -hmm. And as much as I don't really want to know what's behind it once he peels it i know that i'm going to be better for it it's going to take work it's going to take energy it's going to take frustration it's going to take all of those things but at the end of it i'm going to go oh Mm -hmm. i'm so glad he peeled that layer back and in in a way even like what we said last week even just about spiritual warfare in the same way um to stay the same has greater cost than the cost of allowing God to say, okay, I give you permission to put yeah. your light and put your finger on some things in my life because it the good is going to outweigh the balance. But that's also why we encourage you to fast. Right. And we've talked about fasting. And and I wonder, like, have you started fasting? Um, and, and how has it gone? I feel like God has, you know, we started fasting this weekend already. It's like, whoa, we didn't even pray about that. Yeah. But just God's answering some prayers 
and it's been so cool. So we just encourage you in this journey um, that as you embark on this next, you know, eight week, yeah. 10 weeks um, to fast and pray um, and put your heart in God's hands because he's, he's really trustworthy. And on that note, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch everybody, but I want you to hear my heart on our webpage, right on the main page, there's a spot that you can click for fasting. And here's what I'm asking for. I know the Bible tells us to fast and do it quietly. So I'm not looking for anybody to brag. This isn't what it's about. But what I'd really like for you to do is it only requires two information. It really requires just your first and last name. And you're going to let me know that you're fasting with us. There is an option if you want to tell us what you're fasting, but you don't have to do that. What I really want is just your name so I can pray for you daily mm -hmm. because as we step into this, I have people praying for me mm -hmm. and I know you have people praying for you. And as we walk through the fasting time, just even fasting, you should have people praying for you, mm -hmm. but to walk through fasting and emotional uh, healing, we need that. And so I ask you just to fill that out. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, you don't have to, mm -hmm. but I just want you to know it's purely so we can pray for you. And yeah. so just go there, click and pray. Another verse is uh, that has been encouraging for me as we do this is 1 Peter 5.10. And it says this, after you've suffered a little while, nobody likes that part. Mm -hmm. After you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, mm -hmm. strengthen, and establish you. See, this verse encourages me because I think when I go into stuff like this, there's parts of me where like the parts that I know I need to work on, I know is no secret to you mm -hmm. because you live with me, you're my wife and you know all these things. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden there's some areas of my life where I feel like, um, God, I've tried this. Right. I feel almost like one of these again. Mm -hmm. And then as much as he peels back layers and I know, okay, I'm going to get there. There's still things that it's like, man, again, and I feel like this time for me, one of those areas is this says, and after you've suffered a little while. Mm -hmm. And so it almost feels like, man, why am I still struggling with this? Why am I still dealing uh, with this? Even like that scripture verse that I shared at the beginning, right. when you walk through the waters, yep. God doesn't promise pure, you know, that perfect life, but he promises that he will be with us right. and get us through. And so like for some of you, you might be going, Chad, I've done this before and even when it comes to emotional health, some of them might just be like, well, this is just who I am. I've tried before. Right. Try again. It could be this time where all of a sudden now God himself will restore you, mm -hmm. confirm you, strengthen you and establish you. Yeah. Um, the, I love when I was reading the scripture verse, the word established yeah. just like caught my attention. And I just said, what does that mean in Greek? Um, in Greek, it means um, themelio, which means to lay the foundation. Um, and I think of our lives, and most of us um, did not grow up in perfect lives. We didn't grow up in perfect families because they didn't grow up in perfect families. Um, I love my mom. She always just said, you know, my goal is just to, um, you know, to raise you to be just even a little bit better than me. And, you know, like that if we could all just keep keep growing then our kids and our net the generation be you know beyond us will be just a little bit better than us um and that just reminds us that we're all not perfect and right. so we don't judge our parents we don't judge our past but we do have to understand it and the fact is that a lot of our past was faulty and therefore yep. there is a faulty foundation that we are trying to rest on yep. or trying to walk on but the fact that that god says i am going to lay a new 
I'm going to establish you. I'm going to lay a new foundation for you. When we invite Christ into our past, yeah. when we, we invite Christ into those places that we don't want to acknowledge or we're ashamed of, or you know what, we'll even talk about it a little bit more. We'll just leave it there. But when we invite Christ into those, Christ yeah. becomes the cornerstone. We rest on the cornerstone yep. and he is the new foundation right. i am no longer resting on my past as a foundation yep. i'm resting i'm inviting christ into those things and i'm resting on him right and that's where i think as um we talk about him putting a new foundation as we start this series it's so important mm -hmm. it's so important and and i know as we start this series the title emotionally healthy spirituality let's call it ehs just to make it simple for us all mm -hmm. um, i know it can sound a little bit strange and potentially it's a little bit confusing like what are we going to be talking about mm -hmm. but the material is revolutionary it's mm -hmm. going to change your life as mm -hmm. it's changed ours mm -hmm. and peter the author we just want you to know a little bit about him he was a he is a pastor with a fast-growing multicultural church in new york and after a number of years of um going really hard at it working hard church is growing and everything um all of a sudden he hit a wall and he'll talk about walls in the book and in the material but he hit a wall his marriage was in shambles and the church experienced some division happening. I'm going to throw out a, a spoiler alert. Here's how in shambles his marriage was, just in case you're like, I don't know if I need to take this. But his marriage was at a point where his wife, imagine like, you know that we work together, we pastor the church together. Mm -hmm. His wife looked at him and said, <coughs> I quit your church. I quit your church. <laughs> your leadership stinks. I'm going to another church. Wow. So, ouch, ouch. Right? Like for all of us that are like, I don't want to share some of my laundry at the, in a small group. I think you're okay. Mm. Like, and, so, <laughs> and so I think like it's this importance to understand where this came from. So this yeah. material, this emotionally healthy spirituality, it is the fruit of this crisis that he walked through. Right. It's how him and his wife found healing and restoration and because though he was strong in many areas, he was emotionally immature. Right. Um, Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, and I love this scripture, and yet it's so profound for this topic. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, mm -hmm. he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. Yeah. And this scripture verse um, holds so much um, tension sometimes, I feel, and so much controversy too, yeah. because we think that as soon as we become a Christian, all should be well. Right. And we're trying to figure out why, or maybe in a judgmental way, somebody becomes a Christian and somebody's looking at them going, well, they still have the same anger problems. Right. Well, their life's not perfect. Look at what's happening. Look at like all that destruction that's happening in their life. Or they still have that addiction. Yeah. Um, or you're looking at yourself going, man, gee, you know, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus, I thank you that all my problems are going to go away. My depression's going to go away. My anxiety's going to go away. Um, or I must be a really lousy Christian. Right. Yeah, we and the ourselves. shame comes on us and the condemnation and that guilt weighs us down because you're like, why? Like, I must like, like, I must be doing something wrong yeah. in my life that I still have not conquered those habits, those right. bad habits, you know, or worse yet, we think that all is well and we go on with life. And Peter actually talks about this sometimes in the church the worst human beings or like the worst character can be Christians yep. because we think 
that all is well and we became a new creation, but our character stinks, yeah. right? Um, so he actually has a quote that says, the problem is often times we have to look back yeah. and understand what those old things were, you know, you know, the old is gone, the new has come. What were those old things? Why did they get established in my life in order for them to begin passing away? Yeah. We have to understand them more. And then he goes on to say, because people are having, hey, this is so good. And this is so profound, especially yeah. for Christians who maybe have even grown up in the church and, or you've got plugged in and, and, you know, you feel like you're growing well spiritually this is why spiritually and emotionally have to go hand in hand. And we'll talk so much about that today because people are having real and helpful spiritual experiences yep. in certain areas of the life, such as worship. You're becoming a worshiper, prayer, Bible studies, um, fellowship. They've mistakenly believed they are doing fine. This is this quote, even if their relational life and interior world is not in order this apparent progress then provides a spiritual reason for not doing the hard work of maturing they are deceived he says that's That's painful that's ouch right it's a painful statement because he's saying that just because we've maybe learned some bible memory verses um you know we've gone out to everything that the church provides um we've even gone and we've um you know fed the poor we've done outreach we've done all of this we feel really good about ourselves we've given ourselves a great pat on the back um but it doesn't mean that we are maturing and that we're emotionally mature and what he actually says is that if you're not emotionally mature you can't it's impossible to be spiritually mature that's the painful thing so the real question is not how many activities am i in not how many bible studies i have done not how many memory work i've done and we're actually pushing that we're encouraging you to do that but now we're asking you to take it a step further and go have i invited jesus into those deep places have i allowed jesus into those places so the real person you should be asking is your spouse (laughs) is your kids are you asking we can talk about that later (laughs) we've already had some good conversations about this is your co-workers am i a nice person yes is my do i have peace inside is my character reflecting my relationship with jesus or would they say that i'm quick-tempered that i'm rude that i'm judgmental that I'm overly opinionated, that I'm quick to hold a grudge or living a life of that, you know, inner turmoil, you know, that um, depression or that anxiety that keeps nagging at me. And none of those things say that you're a horrible Christian. It just means we need to take it a step further. We need to invite Jesus into those places, right? I feel like our neighbors should be excited to see us in the driveway. Like it's not that everything is perfect. Right but we should have a little bit of a different outlook on life. Right. It's so true. So a question for you. What do you think are some of the things that Christians do that give us a bad name? And maybe that's something that you think maybe you've done in their past. Um, You know, we're not pointing fingers. Like what, what do we as Christians do that um, give us a bad name? You know, because I don't want to be the person that actually turns people away from Christ. Right. I want to draw them in. So I want to allow 
Jesus to do some awesome things in my life so that I can be a witness inside and out when people get to know me. I don't want to keep people at a hands, you know, away or at a distance because I'm like, oh man, um, I don't want to be that person that, that shines Jesus in a wrong way. So what are those things maybe that are in us that's tainting our, our witness? I think sometimes like, yeah, judgment, judgment. I think a lot of people are very slow to comment right now because they're a little bit like, ooh, but it's so true because I think for me, um, you know, I can be critical. Mm-hmm. I can be judgmental. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, through this series, I'll gain even more, yeah. right? And change the way I think, change the way I speak, mm-hmm. change the way my attitude is yeah. and different ones like that. I, I didn't tell you I was going to share the story. I hope it's about you. It, no, it's not. It's, and it's not about you. Um, I'm just adding a, another story to our sermon length, but we tried to cut it down this week. So it wasn't an hour, um, but I'm in a pastoral um, group and like a training, a three week, a three month or three year course. And um, the leader of our group shared an incredible story this week and it has stuck with me. So a pastor that he knew went away Um on a missions trip and he was praying for people to be healed and um he came upon a mother whose son was basically dying before him and four pastors gathered around this child and they prayed for him and he he wasn't healed and this pastor was distraught and he went home and he just had conversations with god he's like of all the times you know, in Western society and Western culture, we can go to the hospital. They can't. Why was that child not healed? Yeah. And he felt like God was starting to prod him to say, how much do you love people? How much do you judge them? How much do you go, am I praying for them with a pure heart? Or is there, you know, oh, maybe there's that in their life or, or, you know, there's just not that pure love. Yeah. And he asked God to enlarge his heart. He asked God to just do some work, deep work in his life. And he started to, to have a heart for the people in his church, around him, his neighbors, his heart started to grow. And then he started to pray for them. And he started to see some miracles happening. He went away on a missions trip again. And all of a sudden he started to see miracles happening. And he, it, it was so profound to me because it's like, how much, um, how much, how big is our heart for yeah. people? How much do we truly, genuinely, non-judge, but love them selflessly, invite them into our lives? And this is part of what this is talking about. We need to be emotionally healthy because we can't love other people if we can't love ourselves. And I think you're going to talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, we're going to talk about how he connects these things. And and the comments that I'm seeing, so many of them, as I read them, um, I don't know how many people are reading them the way I'm reading them. I'm reading them going, ooh. I've done that or, Ooh, I did that this week. Right. And so as we list these things, it's so much of a, like, okay, how many of these do I do? Right. And Lord help me through this series yeah. to become emotionally healthy. So not only am I emotionally healthy, but we'll see as Peter walks us through this course that how much it connects to our relationship with God and how much it connects to relationship with other and how it all goes together. Mm -hmm. And he says this, Peter writes it this way. He says, we often neglect to reflect on what's going on inside of us, in us and around us, our emotional health and are too busy to slow down to be with God, Mm -hmm. a contemplative spirituality. 
And so we have to be aware of what's going on in us and around us because that's our emotional health. Mm -hmm. And we're going to learn to slow down so that we can spend time with God as we heal. Mm -hmm. And if that's not clear enough, um, he gives off a number of signs. He lists off a bunch of stuff for emotional health and explains into contemplative um, spirituality. And many of these overlap as we go through this with emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to kind of fly through like 12 points here real quick. And so you might have to go back and watch it again. And these are things that we're going to learn in this series. So not this week necessarily, but throughout, let's just kind of like a, a general, this is, this is what we're going to go through. We're going to go through some emotional. So as emotional health is concerned with such things as this naming, recognizing and managing our own feelings. And that's really important because I think a lot of us, we know we're feeling something or we just tack it on as, as depression or anxiety, those big labels, but what are you actually feeling and, and helping you to unpack that? Number two is identifying with and having active compassion for others. Yeah. Initiating and maintaining close and meaningful relationships. Am I just, I think this one's so important because maintaining and meaningful relationships, that, that's one thing, but initiating. Mm-hmm. I think I've been caught because you've said it to me where I sit back and, and Melissa will go, so did you enjoy that? And I'll be like, well, no one really talked to me. And then you'll actually ask me, did you talk to anybody? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And so it's us initiating yeah. and maintaining relationships. Number four is breaking free from self-destructive patterns. How many of us want that? Yes, amen. Yeah. Um, being aware of how our past impacts our present. Yep. And that's a big one. Yep. Developing the capacity to express our thoughts and feelings clearly. Respecting and loving others without having to change them. That's so good. That's a big one. We yep. actually have been doing a study lately and it talks about being a powerful yep. person and becoming a powerful person means I could change me. And then I will allow God and trust God to do the deep work in you, but yeah. I can look after myself. And it's so good because going back to the first point, it's like identifying what my feelings are, but yet your feelings don't have to influence my feelings. So mm. if you're upset at me, I can still remain calm because I'm a powerful person and I right. don't need to control you. I need to look after me. That's right. Uh, number eight, asking for what we need, want, or prefer clearly, directly, yeah. and respectfully. How many of you <laughs> right now can think in your marriage or in another relationship at work, wherever it is, that you wish that you would be able to communicate what you actually need and want and clearly say it, directly say it, but also do it respectfully and lovingly because your heart is that. And right. so that's such a powerful one. Yeah. Accurately self-assessing our strengths, limits, and weaknesses, and freely sharing them with others. Yeah. I think when we're defensive or we feel like we need to be perfect, um, it's because, you know, there's that insecurity. But the more yeah. that we have a Christ identity, yeah. we can openly say, if you only knew how bad I really was. <laughs> like right. Peter says that. And I, that stuck with me since the first time I read the book. I think it I've read it three times and every time I read it, I'm like, man, when somebody accuses you to get to the point in yourself where you can say, oh, if you only knew how bad I really was, right. wouldn't that be a beautiful place in life to be? Well, I saw in some of the comments where it was like, you know, we judge others. We, we try to remove the speck when we have a plank. And, yeah. and it's so true that when we get to a place when it's like, hey, did you forget this? I did. And I also forgot this. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. what I mean? like, openly confessing like, yeah, 
I, I, I wasn't good at that. Instead of making excuses for right. why we act the way we are, instead of just being able to acknowledge, yeah, man, I'm not perfect. Right. Like, yeah, today I dropped the ball. I yeah. didn't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then learning, and this goes right into this part, learning capacity to resolve conflict maturely mm -hmm. and negotiate solutions that consider the perspective of others. Mm -hmm. So as I go to solve something, as we go to work something out, not just wanting my way, mm -hmm. not being, I will confess, I can be a very selfish human being. We all can. And I so can too. therefore, when we go to sh work things out, I have to think, okay, how does Melissa see this? Where is she coming from? Yeah. And then 11, integrating our spirituality with our sexuality in a healthy way. Yeah. And that's going to be a good one for all of us to learn and walk mm -hmm. through in this series because that's not taught. Yeah. And then number 12 is grieving well. How mm -hmm. do we grieve in a healthy, mature way? Because mm -hmm. grieving is something God put in us. We're mm -hmm. supposed to do this together. Yeah. And so just in hearing those, and Ashley has done a great job as she has basically kept right up with us as we're walking through this. Um, after hearing those, which one do you think is the most important for you as we start this series? Mm -hmm. This is vulnerability time in front of the world. Well, you know what? We did list many people listed as things that Christians do that aren't good is we act like we have it all together. Right. And we've both openly confessed Peter's quote that is so good. Oh, I made, I messed up there. Mm -hmm. If you only knew yeah. how I truly messed up. And, you know, now we share which one stands out. And so for me, I'm going to scroll back. We weren't planning on doing this, but I think for me, I am going to, I'm hoping to work more on breaking free from self-destructive patterns. I am an emotional eater and my problem, I am. What? You're cute. I am. My problem is though, when I'm depressed, I eat. And then when I'm excited to celebrate something, I eat. And so Lord, I That's pray what that makes you, you a good cook. I, Lord, I, well, but, yeah, but I use a lot of butter. Um, so Lord, help me and work in me in that area as we walk through this series. Um. So good. We have people answering. This is good. Awesome. I like, I like Mish. All the above. All the above. <laughs> it makes it simple. So true. All of them. Yes. It's so good. And we are wanting to pique your interest. And we're actually just giving like an overview of yep. this. You know, we're going to go into more detail next week, but we're just trying to pique your interest because we actually want you to sign up. If you haven't signed yeah. up, like maybe you're looking at these going, oh, really? You know, this is going to address this. this is going to be good. I should, I should do this. Um, then there is contemplative spirituality. Yeah. So we're talking about emotional health. Um, but then contemplative spirituality, on the other hand, is concerned with slowing down yeah. to be with God and focusing on such practices like positioning ourselves to hear from God. Again, I'm going to say it again. I'm a resounding don't just check off i just did my devotions today it's so you're missing it and you're missing a beautiful intimate relationship with god that he yeah. wants to have with you this is talking contemplative spirituality is not a form of religion right. not a form of checking it off it's intimacy with me and jesus i'm slowing down i'm stopping i'm listening so i'm going to read the word I'm going to stop and I'm going to say, God, speak to me, Jesus, what do you want to say? And I'm going to write it down and I'm going to be in his presence in everything that I do, constantly listening, um, communing with God and in inviting him to indwell in all of me. Yeah. Right. 
um, practicing silence, solitude, um, resting in its presence, finding out who we are in God, Absolutely. you know, and that's where Bible memor memorization and the disciplines do come in. Right. I do need to memorize scripture on who I am, on who more importantly, he is. Right. And then that gives me a deep well to draw upon when stuff happens in my life. Right. Yeah. Loving, loving others. Well, um, out of my love that I have for God and the love that he has for me. When I have a deep contemplative relationship with him, then I can actually love others. Right. Um, and then living a committed community that passionately loves Jesus. So living um, in community. Yeah. And I think what we need to realize, and I'm going to try to connect some dots here on all of this. Um, the combination of emotional health and the attentive spirituality addresses what we believe to be the missing piece in much of our worship today and in much yeah. of our church and Christianity, when we practice them together, when they go together, they unleash the Holy Spirit inside mm -hmm. of us in order that we might um, experience God and experience the power of God in an authentic life with Christ, a, yeah. a new, deeper way with him. And so contemplative spirituality, emotional health go together when it comes to our walk with the Lord. And I don't know if we connect that. Mm -hmm. And here's how this, here's the verse is Matthew 22, 37 and 39. It says, and he said to them, when he, this is where Jesus is um, try to get corner Jesus. Like what's the greatest commandment? And he responds and he says to them, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first, this is a great and first commandment. And the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And so the contemplate, com, com, contemplative, there we go. The cop, I can't even say it now. The contemplative love is like the vertical line is going up towards God. And this actually cuts yeah. through our emotions. So this is the love. It's like, mm -hmm. I am spending time with God. I'm, I'm staying close to him. It doesn't matter what's going on. This is the line. And it's not about experiencing a better life through our emotional health. It's actually connecting. It's an awareness and a res responding to the love that God has in our hearts already. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. Like my emotions, everything going on around me can be in shambles, but there's still this deep connection that I have with God. Mm -hmm. And so brother Lawrence, we've talked about him before. Yeah. He called it um, a pure love, the pure loving gaze that finds God everywhere. Wow. So no matter what's going on, I still see God. I still see him touching and working in my life. Mm -hmm. But the co contemplation is not just, I got it, mm -hmm. is not just about our relationship with God. It's our relationship with God and our relationship with others are the two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Because if my contemplation of or loving union with God um, is it's not result in loving union with people. It's not true. Wow. So in other words, like we read in, a, in John first uh, John four, mm -hmm. where he says like, if, how do you love God and not love others? Mm -hmm. And so therefore my connection with God outside of emotional health, just my love mm -hmm. is reflected in my love for other people. Right. And so therefore, if I'm not connected or I'm not loving, am I really connected? And so this is how it flows together in mm -hmm. the comp contemplation, love, and the our love with the Lord and love with other people. Mm -hmm. It's also about seeing God 
in all of life, yeah. not just the spiritual aspects. Hmm. And so then we jump into emotional health. And on the other hand, it concern it doesn't it concerns itself primarily with loving others well. So as we read the verse, we love God, we love others. And the seeing and treating people as worthy of respect because they're created in the image of God, not just an object to be used. So what do we need? What do we mean by this? Well, this is why we need to have a self-awareness around us, knowing what's going on inside of us, mm -hmm. because it's the extent of which I love and respect others is the extent of which um, I love myself as well. Right. And so if I don't have a love in me, I can't love other people. Right. So my love connection, my emotional health connection with God has to be there so that I can love others. Right. But my emotional health is not just about loving others. I know this gets confusing and he's, he explains it so well, but it's also impacts the image of God that I have mm -hmm. and my ability to hear his voice and discern him. Mm -hmm. So the way it kind of connects is both contemplative love and emotional health go together in our spiritual walk because it affects how we love ourselves how we love others and how we love God because of the connection. And so if we don't have that healthy connection, it's going to affect how we love others. Right. If I'm not spending time with God, if I'm not hearing God, if I don't see God in everything then I miss the fact that everybody around me is created in God's image. So therefore I should love them and help them and serve them because of who God created them to be, not who I see them to be. Wow. And my, the way I see God will change the way I see people. Yeah. I think sometimes we also um, look at people as to what we can get from them. Yes. It's very manipulative or it's very self-seeking. Um, so just to love them, to actually want to give to them rather than what we want to get from them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's this challenge of, realizing and that God has called us to love people. And so during the first, uh, first session, uh, Peter will introduce EHS, but also highlight the indicators or symptoms of an emotionally unhealthy mm -hmm. spirituality. And they're good. That's this week. It's those really ones, good. those ones hurt. We have a lot to talk about next week. <laughs> and I always think to myself, um, as I, as I think back to the contemplative love and the loving and emotional health love, as I look to see other people through the eyes of God and love them because of who God created them to be. Um, when I understand that God created us all equal by loving them, I'm actually showing love for myself mm -hmm. and my love connected with God. Wow. And because this is what Peter says, as he's going to show us what's unhealthy before we move into healthy, because here's his quote, before we explore the pathway that leads us out of our trenches and into healthy spirituality, it is essential to clearly identify the primary symptoms of emotionally unhealthy spirituality, the patterns of thought and behavior that dig the ruts in the original place and then wreak havoc in our personal lives and our churches. Mm -hmm. See, we can't just walk away from our past. We mm -hmm. actually have to know how it's impacted our everyday lives. Right. And this study is going to help us. It's going to walk us, show, it's going to show us, but it's also going to walk us through our mm -hmm. past and begin to process and bring healing to our lives and to start to set us free mm -hmm. from our past. Mm -hmm. I love the verse Psalms 147.3. It says, 
he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Yeah. Um, so in closing, I have a question for you. What would, because I think sometimes um, we don't understand how much we need healing until we ask ourselves this question. Yeah. What would it look like for you to be completely free? Right. So no setbacks, like no no hangups, no hiding from people because of the flaws that you're afraid would be exposed. What would it look like for you to be completely healthy and free? How would you live your life? So what would your life be like? What would your relationships look like? What would your marriage look like? Um, where could you be in five years that would be different from right now? Right. Um, because the thing is, is that it actually is possible. Um, sometimes we feel stuck and Peter talks about how we can, you know, hit crisis and it makes us either decide two things. We're either going to push through it or we sit there and we get stuck and we stay there. So have you been stuck and what would it take for you to trust God to help you to push through to find freedom from all of those things that hold you back. Um, so what, what we want you to do is take a few minutes um, and discuss um, or pray or journal. Yeah. Where would you like to see yourself um, emotionally in five years? Um, John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So God promises and he shares his heart, his character with you, that he's for you and that he wants to bring you through things. And so um, just take a few minutes. Um, We're going to give you a couple minutes. The slides are going to come up on the screen and we want you just to share with each other. Where do you hope to see yourself emotionally in five years from now? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be kind of the starting point of this series. Where do you know, we talked about like, hey, which one stand out to you? Where do you want to see yourself emotionally in five years? We'll see you in a couple minutes. And so would love to hear from you if you can see some people put it in the comments, but as you've talked to each other, as you journaled where you want to see this is where you need to write it down yourself as well, because it's going to encourage you as you walk through this series, or maybe next year at the beginning of January, you look and go, where have I come? Like, where am I at? And you're able to reflect back. And so I want to encourage you, join a small group and start fasting. Mm -hmm. So therefore you're praying and preparing yourself for breakthrough. You're already pushing in it. As, As Melissa said, as we, as we get to that wall, as Peter talked about it, he says, like, when you hit this wall, you have a choice. You're going to push through it or you're going to sit down. And we're going to push through this together with yeah. prayer and fasting and join a small group so you mm-hmm. have their support. Yeah. And we're hoping that you will join us in this series as we work together to become an emotionally healthy church and learn to spend the time with the Lord more effectively. Yeah. And so you can still sign up for that today. And we also want to encourage you that right now online, we have people waiting to pray with you. And I just want you to know that this isn't just prayer for today's message. This prayer is for, did you have a hard week? Do you need uh, some strengthening and encouragement? Do you need somebody to pray with you about 
online schooling? Do you need somebody to pray with you about working from home? Do you need somebody to pray with you about anything? Or maybe you're even listening to the sermon and things are starting to bubble up and you're becoming overwhelmed with the feeling like you have a lot to work on and you're not sure or um, maybe you feel like you're actually at that wall that we've been talking about and that we're going to talk about in the series and you're like I need prayer now because I'm stuck and I feel like giving up Um, we the amount of times that I have felt like giving up and then somebody prayed for me and I could get on with my week and I could do another week there's so much power in prayer God does answer prayer and there is a the power of when two or three are gathered and there's two people in each room and what is said in there stays in there, but you need prayer and we all need prayer more than we think. Last week, I I don't know if we had anybody in and I can guarantee you that I have never had more people reach out to me saying that they have a difficult time in this season. There is prayer for you and we want to pray for you. So please come on. We actually wrote in this comment and many of us agree that too often as Christians, we portray, we, we give this attitude of we have it all together. And if we're honest, none of us do. No. And so we want to encourage you by calling in, by no means does it mean anything except I want some prayer, which is actually a healthy yeah. choice to make. Yeah. And so there's people waiting for you. Yeah. So go and join them and let's just close in prayer. Yeah. And I was even going to just say, that if you wanted to join a small group and you are not part of our church, this is the beauty that, you know, the pandemic has done for us. It's allowed us to do everything online. So you could be in another country and you can still join us. We want to open this up to everybody because this is a very profound um, season that we're in uh, when we need connection more than ever. And it's a profound study that we're doing. So please join us. You're welcome. And so let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for today. We are blessed and honored to be able to do this study that you have empowered Peter to write for us. And Lord, I thank you for all the open and honest comments. And those that aren't commenting, I know they're writing things down and going, Lord, here's where I need work. And for a lot of us, Lord, none of this is new. This is just going to be a new way of getting healed. For some of us, we've never gone through healing. And so, Lord, I pray for the strength of everybody. I pray for perseverance. Lord, I do pray for an openness of not just reaching out for prayer this morning, but Lord, joining a group so they don't walk through this alone. And so, Father, I pray for everybody as we walk through and start this series. Lord, I just declare healing in people's lives. I declare healing in people's homes and marriages and relationships with kids. I pray that, Father, through me becoming emotionally healthy that Mm -hmm. i'm restored in different relationships and so therefore father i pray for everyone who's doing this study for emotional healing and health to come to their lives that a new relationship with you is built and through those restoration and strength that father they are entered into a relationship with you on a different level and father even just right now as people are um are or fasting. God, we just yes, cover Lord. them in prayer. Yes, we Lord. thank you, Jesus, that that you answer the cries of the persistent. God, I think of the persistent widow. God, when we are persistent, God, you hear that and you answer those prayers. Yes, and so God, um, may this fast be like that persistence of saying, God, we want breakthrough. And so we pray for breakthrough in their lives. And we pray for your angels and, and the Holy Spirit just to cover them in this season of fasting, that you would bring protection over them. And so, Lord, we just thank you for this study. And we just pray protection and empower and strengthening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. On one quick note that I forgot, 
if you want to join a small group and you want to do this study, but you just can't financially purchase a book or you're just like, I just don't know, please don't let finances stop you from doing anything at Bethel Church. Mm -hmm. If you want to join and you just don't know how to get the books, just fire me an email, chat at BethelStratford.org, and we will look after it for you. Mm -hmm. And we have extra books. So let's everybody plug in and walk through this series together and bring health to all of us in Jesus' name. And so thanks for joining us. And we will see you in a small group this week. God bless you. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 